the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Kathleen and I are on the road right at the moment. We're in Utah. Just got back from beautiful Yellowstone National Park. But we have a guest today talking about a topic that's very important here in Utah, but also in a number of other states, and that is polygamy in the year 2022. Did you know there's 30,000 or more people in Utah and surrounding states, maybe more, practicing Mormon fundamentalism, which includes polygamy right now? You know, polygamy was an important part of the Mormon religion uh, that Kathleen and I were both raised in back in the 19th century. It was officially abolished by the mainstream Mormon church in 1890, but has been practiced by some other groups and individuals ever since, right up to today. Our guest today, Doris Hansen, is a former Mormon fundamentalist herself. She was born and raised in a polygamous group, but she escaped as a young adult, and she'll tell us more about that. Many years later, she became a Christian when she encountered the true Jesus Christ, and she has a ministry now that we're also going to touch on, reaching out to those who remain trapped in polygamy. Welcome, Doris. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me and enabling me to share what Christians need to know about morbid polygamy. Doris, we've been friends for a long time. We've known each other since you started your outreach, your ministry. I think it was 2006, wasn't it, when you started? 2007. Okay. And and I just enjoyed knowing you so much and hearing about your work, and we've heard about how you reach out and tell the fundamentalists that it is not commanded in the Bible that you must practice polygamy. And it's, uh, it, this is a people group that isn't very well reached by Christians, so oh, it's so good. good that you're doing it. Tell us how you came out of it yourself, a little bit about your testimony and, and how you got started in it. Well, like um, like Brian said at the beginning, I was born and raised in a Mormon polygamy group. It was called the Kingston Group, and I saw the pain that my mother faced. She was the second wife. My dad only had two wives and 16 children, and people sometimes gasp, well, who's that many? You know, but that's a small family by polygamy group standards. Yeah, only. <laughs> yeah, only 16 kids. Each wife had eight kids. Uh, but but my mother was the second wife, and so she was a legal wife, and so we were not a legal family. And I saw her pain. I saw the, 
poverty she went through and uh, the frustrations and the loneliness and neglect. And, of course, as a family, we were all neglected, both economically as well as without a father, without a man. We knew the man who was our father, but we didn't know he was our father until we were old enough to keep secret that we were polygamists. And I did not want to. My mother lectured me about how great it was to be a polygamous wife and how required it was, but I didn't like it. I, I She said one thing but lived something else. And, and when I was 16, my father told me he was going to see to it I got to heaven. He had to kick me all the way there. And I decided <laughs> I didn't want to be in a polygamous heaven, <laughs> and I didn't want to be kicked there either. So I decided I'd run away. And when I turned 18, I did. I ran away. But I didn't run to a safe place. And um, and so... Were you being forced to marry somebody? I wasn't forced to marry somebody, but I was forced to do what he wanted or he'd send me back to the polygamy group. And I don't go into the gory details often, but it was... I would do anything to keep from going back to the group. But um, I didn't become a Christian until 25 years later. And then the the seed of starting a ministry to help people started to grow because I wanted people to leave polygamy and have a safe place to go like I didn't have. And I also wanted them to leave and find the real, true biblical story of what polygamy is rather than the lies that either the Mormons or the polygamists were telling about polygamy. And that's a little bit similar story with Brian and I. We left our upbringing, the Mormon church, in our early 20s, but it took, you know, the Lord didn't really reveal himself for another 20 years. Yeah. So, yeah. But but then we were ready. Yeah. Then it was his right. timing. Um, but correct some of the misconceptions about polygamy because there's these TV shows, you know, Hollywood loves to glamorize these illicit lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, big love, sister so wives. Big love and sister wives portray these groups where they all get along as a happy family. It's all voluntary. That isn't what it's really like. No, it's not. Sister Wives is not honest in in their um, presentation of polygamy. Sister Wives was started because a group of people here in Utah wanted America to accept polygamy as just being a viable alternative lifestyle. And so Sister Wives, that family was chosen to present that, uh, the Cody Brown family, and that's what they've tried to do. But they haven't told the truth about what Mormon polygamy really is all about. The Mormon, starting with Joseph Smith, Mormon polygamy is required by God. God requires you to be a polygamist and and to have at least three wives. You can't go to heaven. And According to the original prophet of the United of the Mormon of the Church, Mormon Church right. Joseph Smith. In yeah. fact, he said that if you don't allow your husband, if a woman doesn't allow her husband to have more wives, she'll be destroyed. And that's all we heard all our lives. So when Cody Brown and all of his wives talk about polygamy, they try to make it look like that, that everything's fine, they have trouble, but they, all, but they overcome it and they work through it. They don't give the religious background of why they're living polygamy at all, and they don't give the religious truth about it. And so it's not based on the Bible at all. They say it is. Right, but it isn't. And it's really an authoritarian system where the prophet tells you what is true, what you have to do. Uh, it's not a just a happy authority. Uh, I mean, a happy voluntary system. No, most polygamists have a leader. They call him the prophet, but they're not a true prophet of God, obviously. But 
they do um, have total authority. They believe yeah. that that everybody has to come to them as the mediator to God. Now, First Timothy two five says there's only one mediator between man and God. That's Jesus. But they've taken that, usurped that from Jesus, and they are the mediator between God and the members of the polygamy group. And so if you disobey the leader, then it's the same thing as disobeying God. You know, many of our listeners uh, in, in San Diego County, they don't, I'm sure they don't know a lot or in many cases about polygamy, but many people have heard some years ago in the news about Warren Jeffs, this figure Warren Jeffs had this huge compound of over 10,000 people in Southern Utah. He's now serving a life sentence in, at a prison in Texas. He was on the run. Uh, he was he's serving a life sentence for massive child abuse. So, Doris, was he was he a aberration? And other polygamists aren't nearly as bad as him. That's one question. A second question related to Warren Jeffs is: Do you know how he got people to be so loyal to him? And a lot of his wives would <laughs> a lot of his wives would cover for him, wouldn't they? Oh yes, a lot of the people, all the men would cover for him. No, he was not an aberration. Actually, he just got caught. Uh, there's many, many men in polygamy groups that do exactly what he did and got, and get by with it. It goes on today. Uh, in fact, Warren Jeff's brothers um, have taken proxy leadership over the FLDS. And from people who have escaped their group, their compound, wherever they're at, because it's very secretive, have said that he's, they're worse than Warren Jeff's ever was. And that's bad. It's just, it's just a sexual, a sex power uh, control uh, situation with them, um, and well, it's it's an economic system too, isn't it? Besides just a, a marriage system, they make a lot of money from it. The groups the, make money, but the they don't give it to the members. Yeah, right. the leaders make the money. They keep the they money. Keep the rest of the people in poverty. Right, exactly, because God will love the misery and poverty. Um, the the more miserable, <laughs> poverty stricken you are, the more God is happy with you. Is what we learned. And I think most of the polygamy groups do believe that. They teach that you've got to have money and power and businesses in order to keep the kingdom of God um, from failing. Uh, and they, each polygamy group believes they are the only true kingdom of God on the planet and that their leader is the only true prophet on the planet. So it's very, very coercive, very uh, deceitful. And there's things that authoritarian systems have in common, whether it's communism, whether it's Polygamy. There's an elite group at the top that exploit everybody else. Yeah, and it's, we just see it over and over. Yes, and over. they exploit. Now, and Brian mentioned, how did he get? How did Warren Jeff get the people? Yeah, you know, how does he get? Do? How did they get the people to be so subservient like that? When somebody, if, if somebody is looking for God, well, let me back up even further. There is an early Mormon writer who came to, to Polygamy, Utah. And he noticed what was going on with the misery of the polygamists here. And he said, these poor people, all they were doing was looking for God and found this monster. Now, this monster is polygamy, is what he was referring to. Well, people are looking now, for is God. is this back in the 1800s? Or uh, more okay. it, it was back in the late 1800s when, okay. when after they came to Utah and, and it was so... Uh, so set apart from the rest of the country that the Mormons were doing whatever they wanted to here and got by with it. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and all that to say, there's people who are really looking for God. They truly want God and they want to find out his will for their lives. 
And if a false prophet or a charlatan can get a hold of your mind, they can tell you anything that they say God requires, and you'll follow it because you think you're following God. That's what Warren Jeffs did. Those people want to please God. Most polygamists don't know they're being deceived. They believe they're following God and obeying him. So Warren Jeffs would get up in meetings and say, the Lord said this or the Lord said that or he told me something else, and they believe it because they want to please God, and that's what they think they're doing. I want to ask you, because you have a TV show, and we might get into this more in the second half too, but you explain, don't you, that this is not really biblical, because I know polygamy, I mean, is not really biblical, because I know polygamists, they point to, wait a minute, you know, some of these uh, Old Testament leaders and prophets, they had they had multiple wives, and that's what they kind of base it on, don't they? But, yes, that's, yes. but that wasn't commanded by God, was it? Right, right, right. In fact, that's what Joseph Smith said. But Abraham lived it, and, and, and Isaac and Jacob, they said, lived it, and David. And then he turned around and said, God commanded it that God imputed righteousness to them because they were polygamous. So he lied. Yes, they were polygamous, but God never did command it. Know that God did not impute righteousness because they were polygamous. Um, and and so they lied about, and still do about the polygamists in the Bible saying God told them to. And if you look at the Bible history, such as Abraham, right. typically that aspect of their lives, that is wives getting along or things like that, didn't usually go too well. No, no, every, every story of polygamy in the Bible is negative and contentious and jealousies and infighting. We have to take a break now, but we will be right back with Doris Hansen with Shield and Refuge Ministry and Outreach to Mormon Fundamentalists. Be right back. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. We are back with Doris Hansen, the head of Shield and Refuge, which is an outreach to people still living in polygamy, not only in Utah, but in other states, in fact, Doris just got back from visiting up in Montana, didn't you? You want to briefly yes. tell us about this trip you just took a few days ago? Well, there's a large polygamous community up in Montana, and um, they obviously have some influence on Christians and the other, the rest of the population in the area that they live. And uh, but we were asked to come up there and talk at the Christian church, whose uh, the pastor's wife has years ago been influenced by a man to run off and marry him as a polygamous wife in what they call Christian polygamy. It's somewhere here in Utah. In fact, they didn't even know the town that they came to. And then more recently, uh, there were some people within the church congregation. Uh, the man decided he wanted to be a uh, have a plural wife and married his sister's 18-year-old uh, or his wife's 18-year-old sister, saying they prayed about it. God said it was okay, because nowhere in the Bible does it say polygamy is a sin. And so the whole congregation got very uptight on this and, and upset that it happened. And so they asked us to come up and talk about what is polygamy in the Bible and why is it not something God wants? Why? How can they say it is? And, of course, it's um, it's not God's will, never was, never will be, because the first the first marriage in the Bible was monogamy, and it was one God brought together. And he said the two will become one. 
Jesus affirmed that. And he said, the two will become one and let what God has brought together, let not man separate. But when a man takes more than one wife, he has separated that. He has, it's not the two, one anymore. Uh, it's, it's a threesome or a foursome or so on. So uh, there's many things in the Bible that condemn polygamy, but none that condone it. So people can convince themselves of all kinds of things, and Christians should know better. They Absolutely. Know, if they're familiar with the Bible, if someone's a pastor, if someone's a long-time right. Uh, right. Christian believing in the they should know better. That's, not, that's a new term for me, wow. Christian. Christian polygamy. Yeah, I haven't heard that one before. Uh, yeah, and that's where this whole movement, and I think Christians need to be aware because they could be brought into it very easily, very very easily talked into it, and it's it's all over the place. It's not just here and there. It's always surprising to me how women would be brought into that. Like, right. why, why would you want to share your husband this that's the natural thing that no woman would really want to do ever unless it was she unless she really believes she was commanded by God, which we know it's not well, true. Well, this that woman that, had said no, that she said by the that Bible. God told her she was being selfish by keeping her husband uh, to herself and that she needed to share him with her sister. Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, we can be selfish in some things, but we do need to be selfish about our spouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do not commit adultery. There's exactly, exactly. That's precisely right. And and so elaborate a little bit more about your experience with this whole system and how how perverted it really is. I mean, it's, there's abuse and there's jealousy and there's rivalries and all kinds yes. of things that just always happen. Yes, there right? is. It's uh, any time we go against God's will we're going to slide further and further away from his will and come up with our own doctrines and and deceive ourselves um, expecting people to believe that this is what God wants when really it's just the commandments of man, as Jesus said. But I have a few words to describe polygamy, <laughs> and, and maybe people might be shocked at all this, but it's true. I've seen it. I've experienced it myself. Um, and I, I come from a big family and a polygamy group who do these things as well as the other polygamy groups. Polygamy is not a live and let live religion. It is not Christian in any sense. Uh, they do not follow the Bible. They follow the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants of Mormonism. And you get into a patriarchally controlled, uh, isolated group, and you're going to have problems. These are some of the problems I've seen. These are the descriptive words that um, describe polygamy groups. It is cruel, it's abusive, it's patriarchal, it's oppressive, it's misogynistic, it's prejudicial, shows favoritism, uh, forced poverty because God loves misery and poverty and likes us to do it and love it. Um, polygamy is subversive, it's destructive, it's physically and sexually abusive, coercive, manipulative, uh, deceitful, and they use God uh, to to cause the members to live in guilt and shame and fear and imputed obligation. That's what how we live our daily lives. Polygamy groups within the groups, privately and secretly, it's an epidemic of rape, gang rape, incest, and pedophilia. It incubates and it actually creates a pedophile. Now, is that enough? Or do uh, I didn't hear one <laughs> single positive aspect of it, Doris, but I think it's probably you, you're, you're 
you stay close to this, you're very close to this, you know what's going on, and there's no, and you didn't mince any words inappropriately so. Well, since it's against the law, children are taught from the very beginning, from them when they're very small, that they have to lie yes. to the outsiders yes. as to who their father is, their real identity, they, they have to keep it all so secret. Anytime that you can't tell the truth, that you can, can't be who you really are, your own identity, that right there, they're taught how to lie. They're taught, so, and they're taught to lie for the Lord, and that it's, that it's a blessing to lie to protect the group, the polygamy group, because it's God's only kingdom, and it needs to be protected. Well, yes. that destroys your integrity right there. Yes, and, and, and God's integrity. Well, and, and false prophets are, to, in the Bible, condemned more than most anybody more else. More than just about anybody else. Right, because they're yes. speaking for God. They're usurping his identity, saying that they are speaking for him when they are absolutely not. He's not like that. Well, you know, here in here in Utah, and we've already said, there's, there's the abuse of, first of all, polygamy isn't legal, but just polygamy in and of itself leads to other types of abuses, which we've talked about. Right. You just read right. economic right. abuse, sexual abuse, all these things. But by and large, these crimes, especially in the state of Utah, are not really prosecuted against, are they? It's no, there, kind has of interesting. To, there has to be a complaint. Um, there has to be a witness before someone can be arrested and tried. And the people in polygamy will not complain because because they are threatened with God's wrath if they ever tell anybody outside of the group what's going on inside the group. And so if they are sexually or physically abused, they're not going to tell anybody outside the group because they're afraid of God's wrath. And if there's nobody to make a complaint or to file, uh, you know, charges. file charges, mm -hmm. then there's not going to be any court case. And, and generally when there's welfare fraud, and there's a lot of it, or food stamp fraud or tax fraud, uh, they just get a slap on the hand and they say, now, now you be good and don't do this anymore if it's a polygamist. If it was you or me, that throw us in jail. But if it's a polygamist, they just let him go and say, oh, they're good people trying to live their religion. Do you think that's because of bribes going on? or what? Oh, I, I have no doubt of that. Yeah, I can't prove it, but <laughs> there's a lot of evidence. There's a, there's a lot of economic <laughs> and political power involved, as you would yes. expect. Yes. Kathleen, we've talked about this, not polygamy so much on our show, but we have talked about how people can abuse their power for for money and other reasons, haven't they? And we've talked, we've talked about some of the bad things going on, people taking advantage of COVID and taking advantage mm -hmm. of other things, taking advantage. And, and these polygamous leaders, they take something good and virtuous and of high praise, like the Bible, yes, yeah. like the Bible, yeah. and, and reading in the Bible about God's commands and prophets and so on, and they twist all that. And, for their own gain. Satan's, their own gain. Satan's yeah. really good at that, isn't he? Using yeah. something that's, that's virtuous and honored and taking it and raising people, his own people, up to twist it and lead people okay. astray. Somebody recently said on, on that note, uh, that the, the the polygamists and the Mormons here in Utah especially will complain about government control. Of course, people everywhere do complain about that. But they complain about is deceit and how the government lies. And COVID is a good exa example of that, misinformation and so on. And and they're very they're very outspoken against when government abuses its power. But in turn, these same people will not go and, and, and complain about their own religious leaders who are doing the same thing. The religious leaders, 
uh, are lying to them and deceiving them and saying, thus saith the Lord, when he didn't say, and they never check them out. They will the government, but they won't. Uh, you know, COVID really is a disease. It really is. But right. but it was just blown up out of proportion and used to control and manipulate. And, but you know what? COVID will go away. But eternity is a long, long time. Yeah. And they they should research their religious, what they're believing, believing in religion as much as they do the government or more. Now, I want to get to something in our uh, in our remaining time. I want to get to your ministry, Doris. Can you tell us a little bit about your ministry and maybe share a story of someone that uh, was living in this really awful system and that you were able to bring with the Lord's help, bring out of it? Sure can. Um, My ministry is a Shield and Refuge ministry, and you can go to shieldandrefuge.org on the website and find out all about what we're doing. And you can also go to whatloveisthis.tv and you can there access over 600 programs that we have done talking about polygamy, interviewing people who've been in it and discussing doctrine. Um, And we reach out to polygamists with biblical truths. That's our purpose, missionary to the polygamists. Um, One time several years ago, I got a phone call from a woman who had been married to Warren Jeffs. She was his 65th wife. She had been so abused. She had been locked up in a little tiny trailer for a quite long time. She managed to escape. She came to Salt Lake and called us for help. And she said people were after her and she needed to be uh, protected. So we helped her and uh, we got her out of the city, got her out of the state got her to the East Coast from there into a Christian host home. She became a Christian, took her a long time to get over the the pain and the damage that had been done to her in the past. But she now reaches out and talks and, and helps people uh, understand what cults do to the mind, the mind control and the behaviors. Um, so that... I can't imagine being any... Being the 65th wife of Warren Jeff. But if you're raised, wow. but if you, I can't, of course, none of, well, you can imagine it, Doris, but yeah. Kathleen and I can't imagine it. But what if we'd been raised, what if we'd been raised and indoctrinated from the earliest time? I mean, that's their education system, right? right? That's, that's their school. That's all you know. That's their school system. Mm-hmm. That's all they know. What? And, they're, they are, and, and aren't they blocked out from kind of the outside most world? Of them, most of them are isolated. Some aren't, but most of them are isolated, yes. Imagine. 
how stupid can you be to take two, three, or 65 wives? I don't know. <laughs> no, well, they don't, uh, well, they don't treat them like a wife either. So. Anyway, thanks so much, Doris, for sharing these, this information that people just, by and large, check out our, check out our show on Roku TV. And uh, thanks, Doris. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. So bless your neighbor, Kathleen. You want to pray for Doris, pray for her outreach, and maybe support her with your dollars. Think about how you can help in this trapped in this system. We'll see you next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.